Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive podcast. Now, y'all know that the month of February, we are talking to some of the industry thought leaders in the pet business industry and catching up on what they're doing, what kind of value they're offering to the pet industry and how you can connect with them in their specific niches that they that they work in. So. This week, I'm really excited. I have Candace Saniello. She is with Pet Boss Nation, and she doesn't just work in the in-home space. She works in the whole industry space with everything she has going on. So welcome, Candace. I appreciate you joining me today. Tell us a little bit about Pet Boss Nation. Well, hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to connect with your audience and uh, share today. So... Pet Boss Nation is, I want to call it now, it's like a global collaborative effort. Really yeah, because- <laughs> it is. You have gone international. Yeah, we've officially gone international. And it was interesting because that's just who we've attracted. So in general, you know, this the pet industry, what's amazing about it is it is international. But Pet Boss Nation is a coaching and mentoring company that supports uh, really the whole ecosystem, but our core customer is a local pet business owner. So whether they have a physical space or are a pet sitter in, in the neighborhood or um, like doggy daycares, dog groomers, pet retailers, or even a local collar maker who pops up at the farmer's markets um, or local fairs in their town, we really uh, support the local pet business owner. And, and we do it through um, helping teach them more about sales, marketing, and leadership. And of course, that's all wrapped into a package where they also get a great community behind them. And this is actually the, is that the Pet Boss Club? Club. Yeah, the Pet Boss Club is our, yeah, so our Pet Boss Club is our monthly group coaching program. And then we have um, communities, our main community is on Facebook and a free Facebook group we have for the pet industry. Yes, and that one is called Pet Boss Nation, right? Okay. Yes. Cause I am in that and it's fascinating because I, uh, you know, typically the groups that I work with, uh, my sweet spot, I guess, is the in-home space. That's what mm-hmm. I've done for 25 years. And it is great to go into your group. I love all these different industry groups and the collaboration cross, I guess, subsection of yeah. the industry. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've noticed is, you know, since I've been in this 25 years, everybody felt for so long like they were separate, isolated yes. islands. Yes. Like the groomers were with the groomers yes. and the boarding and daycare were in their own space. Yes. And and now just because of the digital space, there is so much more collaboration and, and realizing that we can have standardizations and, you know, there, there's just so more cross cooperation and coopetition. Yeah. Uh, that I've seen in the industry of everybody really up leveling each other. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, and I kind of learned that in my experience where I had started as a, a brick and mortar retailer and then ended up, I was going to do just self wash, but eventually ended up hiring groomers and then ended up opening a doggy daycare out of fear of my landlord chasing me down because <laughs> of breaking my lease. Um, oh. And then realized I really loved doggy daycare, but then dogs were coming to daycare and not passing our assessment test. So we opened the dog walking business. And so again, as a individual business owner in the pet industry, I had ended up kind of having four, <clears throat> four different areas and niches. And, um, and so I personally had a lot of experience in all of these. And then when I started working in the business coaching space, realized how siloed everybody was and they didn't really understand what the other businesses were going through or the challenges they faced. And they didn't think about the decisions that maybe another business owner in a different niche would make uh, because of their perspective. It was, it was really, really interesting in the beginning. So that's really where I think initially also with Pet Boss Nation, I was initially wanting to, mentor just retailers, but then I was attracting all of these people 
um, from different niches. And we were creating this space where they were learning about each other and having conversations and being able to share the different perspectives on how they could collaborate. And so then it really did evolve into this whole ecosystem. Everybody from the you know product designer to manufacturer to the sales rep to the distributor that sells it to the retail store that the pet parent takes home and their pet sitter sees it on the counter. And then the, the pet sitter's saying, hey, you maybe need to hire a dog trainer. The dog trainer is working with them, also recommending more products back at the pet store. You know, And then the daycares somehow get involved and some dogs need groomers. And it, it's really, we're, we're all working in this industry that, is supporting the same consumer. <laughs> so we do really need to understand how we all play together. Yeah. And that just makes it better. Like you said, yeah. for the consumer makes yeah. it better for the pet, the pet parent, yeah. you know, it's just the, the community. It's just everything there. Yeah. So that's pretty incredible. So your own personal experience, I'll back up on that a little bit. Uh, you said you started out with brick and mortar. Yes. So my first my first foray into like the pet industry was a doggy bakery business where we did have a wow. store in Chicago and we made the treats there on site. And we um, began, began, ended up, uh, sorry, <laughs> we ended up um, wholesaling also a lot of those bakery goods. And I would exhibit at trade shows like Super Zoo and the Global. We didn't exhibit at those, the ones that we did are no longer <laughs> active. That's how long I've been in the industry, right? I'm almost sitting, I think my 20 year anniversary. Um, but yeah, so I started initially in doggy bakery and retail and then um, expanded into full, well, pets is still boutique, but full pet supply while well, really dog and cat, I guess not. I guess when you say full pet supply, well, it yeah. animals and fish and aquarium, that's not yeah. it, but boutique. And uh and that was also in Chicago. And yeah, we had self-wash there. And then I really was, it didn't, I don't think I was in a neighborhood that wanted to use self-washes and, or I didn't know how to market it. I'm not really sure, but it never really took off. And, and then I ended up meeting a groomer who needed a job. <laughs> and I said, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a book of business to give you, but if you're willing to like basically hustle with me to find the business, then let's build it. And he did. I got a job. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, he'd, he'd go in between appointments and stand at the Starbucks outside and just like say hi to all the dogs walking by and tell him he was the groomer in town. And yeah, I mean, he, he really helped build the book of clients at that salon. And so, um, but yeah, so then we did the, the grooming and eventually my mom was like, well, how you've, you've really done so well your first year. Like I bet the, the bank would give you some more money now that you've been doing good. Let's open another one how hard could it be? <laughs> right. And yeah. then, I mean, expansion, you know, expansion before you're ready is never easy. <laughs> That's so, true. Yeah. Goodness. So you went from that and then you added on everything. Yeah. Else. Added on another store. I, I added on. Uh, so then I was 28. No, at that point I was 20, like 20, maybe 27 and had um, now two locations and I, you know, maybe 10 employees and then I realized, uh, gosh, I didn't have a lot of systems and processes. I didn't have employee handbooks. I didn't have, the, you know, it was that realization of I, I couldn't be full-time at one of the businesses anymore. I was part-time at both and really at that point becoming only HR. And, um, and then, like I said earlier about not wanting to, uh, I guess, have my landlord come after me, there was the location where my second store was the building next door to it was going to be bulldozed to build a brand new grocery store. And I knew, and we were basically the only two things on that block in Chicago. And I knew that they'd close the sidewalk and in retail, that's like oh, the death yeah. of, you know, if there's big signs saying everyone walk on this other side. So I knew I had to move my retail store and there just happened to be another storefront across the street where everyone would be walking on a corner. And so I needed to move there, but I knew I couldn't get out of my existing lease. It wasn't like I was like, see you later. I'm going to Mexico. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh, here's my, come find me down here at the other end of the block. Uh -huh. So the good thing about that other space that I had was that there were, was a lot of outdoor space actually, that was just like a parking lot, um, old driveway, you know, in, in an urban environment, there really isn't a lot of outdoor space. And so we surveyed our clients and um, they all said that they would be interested in doing doggy daycare. So I basically bootstrapped it and we fenced in that lot and bought some playground equipment and uh, kind of renovated the lobby space 
and uh, ended up launching with doggy daycare. And uh, then, so at that point I was 28 and I had three locations, still the first retail location, my second retail location, and then the doggy daycare. And that was about um, 2009, right? When the recession of 2009 was happening. Uh And I had an insane amount of bank debt. I had at this point almost $400,000 in bank loans, which at 20, you know, 28, 29 years old was insane, you know, insane. A lot of extra zeros. Yeah. A lot of extra zeros, a lot of anxiety. Um, At the same time, my husband at the time decided to take a job in Manhattan without necessarily like discussing it with me. Ouch. Yeah, that did not, that, needless to say, we're no longer married. Term, that does not go well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can't follow you. I have three businesses that have leases and I have all this debt, this, this bank debt. If we close, we personally still have to pay that debt. And uh, nobody who would be interested in buying my business right now is even able to get a loan to, to buy it. So for the debt that we owe even, you know, and so we were kind of, I was really stuck in a hard place. And so we decided to have him move to, to Manhattan and then I stayed back. And eventually what was supposed to be maybe six months of being apart was two and a half years of being apart. So eventually, yeah, the marriage just, you know, split apart. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, it's, I mean, it's tough when you're, when you're creating something like, yeah, like business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there's the distance conversation, but then there's yeah. the, yeah, Ooh, it takes an awful lot of investment. It does. It does. Especially yeah. brick and mortar. It is. Yeah. It is a very, You're physically very- there. I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, you know, pet sitting is similar where um, if a dog, if a dog needs a visit, they need a visit or a pet needs a visit. And if you've got a sitter or a walker who cancels on you, the owner or somebody still has to go walk that pet. Right. Same uh-huh. thing with the physical space is that your sign says when you're going to open, when you're going to be open and when you're going to close. And so if you show up late to unlock that door or leave early, someone's always going to come visit you and then, you know, leave that bad review or be upset that you weren't open when you said you would be. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is amazing. So you have had so many different experiences. And I think really the the cool thing about you just having had your fingers in every aspect of the industry is that you you can speak to each part about the challenges because there are so many of the pet businesses out there that, you know, whether it's been due to the pandemic or just a natural development in their business, they have decided to cross over into some of these areas. Um, uh, you know, especially in the in-home industry, the pet sitters and dog walkers, a lot of them went into uh, retail products or online stores, or some of them even went into doing their own little in-home manufacturing of different collars and leashes, things like that. Many of them started doing in-home boarding, and a lot of them have been so successful with that that they have established their own facilities. And then it seems like right now the big talk in the space is opening cat hotels. That <laughs> That is kind of the new thing is, is bringing in the cat hotel, luxury cat boarding space. I, you know, I just think I want to convert like half of my house into that. That would be way too fun, <laughs> right? So that's the great thing is you've, you've been in that space and you can communicate with people like how you can transition. Like, Hiring, if you have, you know, perhaps a boarding facility that's looking at doing dog walking. Wow. Scheduling, things like that is going to be totally different. And it's a completely different thing you have to speak to if somebody's trying to make a strategic plan to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is what's so great is, is you have the ability to do all that crossover. And that is exactly why I wanted to have you on, because I know there are so many people in the in-home space that are looking for like, what's next? Mm-hmm. Um is we're all just in such a, a growth phase right now of the industry. Uh, it's it's the perfect time to branch out and do those kinds of things. Not that, not that new things don't have risk. They always have some form of risk. But yeah, not only that, but there is so much more education like what you have within the Pet Boss Nation to be able to help people make those kinds of transitions easier. So... I love that. Now, you know, I mean, of course, education space. I know the complete dearth of information that there was back in 1997 when I was starting. <laughs> what 
whenever you were doing each of these individual steps of taking on, you know, okay, we're going to branch out into retail, we're going to branch out and get a groomer. Did you have any education that you relied on during that time? How mm. did you make those transitions yourself? Or was it like, I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to see if this works. <laughs> I know. I know you talk about like those of us that have been in the industry a long time, we had almost zero resources compared to now what exists now. Right. Um, you know, at the time, I, you know, I was raised by very supportive people who like surrounding grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, a, a, a big entrepreneurial um, family. Okay. And so I, and very pro lady, pro female, pro do whatever oh. you're going to, it was great. I was basically raised being told you are going to be in charge someday. You will be a boss someday. You're going to have your own business someday. You just have to figure out where you want to do it, like, and how you're going to do it. Oh, and it was, it's amazing when I think back about how a lot of people don't have that kind of support. And, um, and so the risks, I, I've always been a risk taker. I'm always willing to um, kind of make decisions and, and be okay if it doesn't work out. Um, because, I mean, for, you know, lack of a better phrase, the Kelly Clarkson strong, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, really, oh, yeah. truly, yeah. right? So, so that was a big piece in the beginning. But then, um, and I'd also say, so in the very, very beginning, it was people in my life that were resources like my um, grandparents and my uncle helped. They ran, ran a big business. They helped with my writing my business plan, reviewing my business plan, and um, even going to the bank and sitting there with me during my bank presentation to get the loan. Um, you know, now there's offices like SCORE in a lot of places across the country that can help with this, or even the financial institutions, like they want to help and they have resources to help you too. They but do. Um, yeah. And so in the beginning, I, you know, I think we had to do that. I think I bought some, like actually bought books and I, I think I still have the books, you know, <laughs> that are like, hi, you know, highlighted. Maybe I bought them on the internet. Like I, you know, I, you know, maybe I think you could shop. Yeah. You could shop on the internet back then. Um, but at that point then what started happening is I started attending at trade shows, right? We would go to the, a lot of retailers would go to trade shows to buy product. And, um, but even all of the different sectors have, um, conferences of some sort. And I, I started there and then would just network with other business owners. So I think that was the first tra first transition to my own business development was learning what other people were doing. And then at some point, I realized that there were business coaches out there. <laughs> and uh, my friends who owned pet businesses in the suburbs of Chicago from my perspective, were very successful. Like in my eyes, it was like they had figured it out. And I don't know yes. what they were doing, but they had figured it out. And they were very generous with my questions and time. And they were working with a business coach. And I was like, how, how, who is this person? Like, how much uh. do you pay them? Like, and it was funny because I think at the beginning, they didn't really want to tell me. And it's a super secret, right? Yeah, they were like, they wanted to hold on to that piece. And so then what ended up happening, this is kind of the, the big shift is that I had, I would now had that third location and I was in the business shop, you know, in a, in an urban environment, well, not necessarily even an urban environment doesn't matter. But when you have that physical space, you're in a business district, usually with other business owners in different niches. I'm um, not even niches of the pet industry, but completely different industries. And, uh, one of the women who makes jewelry had a friend who was a retail educator and she was hosting a one day workshop at the merchandise mart in Chicago about retail. And you had to buy a ticket. I mean, maybe it was like $35 or something. And I went to this one day workshop and it was like, <laughs> like my mind was blown. Right. That's, yeah. We all so get, this, it, was, this wasn't the pet industry. This was just retail. It was general. just a retail, retail, okay. general retail business workshop. One day thing. A lot of women's boutiques were there, kids stores, um, and some jewelry people. So I go to this and then I mean, you know, uh, and this is what we preach a lot is that, you know, we all get into this industry and the, into the pet industry because we're passionate about the animals. Something, something brings us to it. And there's just so much to actually running a business that we don't know. Right, that wow. we haven't learned yet. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that business education is really important. So this workshop, you know, really opened my mind and it just so happened that one of the speakers used this friend of mine's store as an example of one of their clients. And I was like, bingo, I found their coach. <laughs> I 
found the person. I found their coach. And and so we ended up, yeah, I ended up working with them. And then, and then anyway, that, that was the start of like really learning what I didn't know. And at the time I couldn't afford this person. I mean, they were, um, it was expensive. It still would be expensive. I think for most small business owners, I wasn't paying myself, but I was like, I have got to make a change. This business, this is now at the point the husband has left, the recession's happening. I have an employee stealing from me. I have all this bank debt things, but I didn't know that I had the employee stealing from me actually, but I was like, cash flow was being sucked out. And so, but I still invested in myself and in the business. And, um, then that's when everything started changing. I mean, it was like, I was watching the courses she was making she was also not specific to the pet industry, but um, I was learning so much. And then she would refer other resources, other books, other people. It was like all, it opened up a whole world of business education that I didn't even know existed. And so I started going down that path. And I'm telling you, I mean, it may be a year and a half later, two years later, my business looked a thousand times different. Yes. Like it took time. It didn't happen overnight. But through that process, we got our financials in check. I did discover that the employee was stealing from me, which if I hadn't gotten more serious about my finances, I wouldn't have realized I wasn't pricing my services right or products the right way. I um, was a horrible leader, actually. I mean, I, I, I really worked on my leadership skills and, and managing people and empowering them. And so it was the biggest and best thing like single-handedly the best thing. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about because we're all coaches and you're interviewing coaches and stuff, but it is truly can be the biggest game changer when you get the right support to help guide you. Because if I hadn't made that decision early on, I bet Pet Boss Nation wouldn't have existed, wouldn't even exist because I wouldn't have had the success over the years to get me here. Right. Nobody would have wanted to listen to I would have closed. I would have closed. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a Manhattan with that bad husband. (laughs) Yeah. So do you still work with the coach? Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm in a mastermind now. That's a more peer to peer. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I've thought about it actually recently. Maybe maybe after my maternity leave, I've thought about that. Like maybe even an accountability coach or somebody in different spaces. um, Because now I do feel like I've learned. I've learned so much. Now I just need to implement it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think it's really interesting that that you say that you, you know, had a coach that helped you so much that was outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the main things is finding someone that can speak to what your needs are. Um, you know, some people do just need it like an accountability coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people really need that true strategy. Like, I don't have a clue what to do next. Right. Right. And they need that basis. But, you know, I find a, a lot of, of what I teach and I'm sure what you teach is just strong business principles. Yeah. You know, I mean, with the twist of we kind of have a little bit of a weird industry. So, you know, we kind of yeah, mold things a little bit yeah. to, to our space and just the general personal contact that we have within the pet industry. But um, it's just it's teaching solid business principles. And you've clearly been through it if you had the financial issues. And, you know, you had to figure out how to dig out of that. Well, you have some real solid education and grounding now to help people in that same space. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's interesting is that because of the work I did with that coach and other coaches that followed and other services that I, again, continue to invest in to improve my business, we turned everything around to the point, you know, where we hit our seven figure revenue mark in um, as a business as a whole. And then maybe about two years after that, each separate business, the retail store and the doggy daycare both hit their seven figure marks individually. And then I, you know, I sold the, I sold one of the retail stores to Bentley's pet stuff. So then it was acquired. And then I really realized I was like, I really love business education more than selling dog food. So, so I decided to start pet boss nation at that time. And then, you know, a couple of years later was approached to acquire my doggy daycare and I sold that business as well. And so I think, again, because of investing in business learning and then executing on running a better business and taking it seriously, not just a hobby, that um, I was able to successfully sell those two businesses plus one of the earlier ones. And again, when I think back of like most small business owners just either retire or close. They don't walk away successfully selling businesses and I've done it three, three times. So 
I do, again, I think not to, I, I think that is what really does set me apart in this space is that I do have so much experience in all the niches and I've sold these businesses, which helps, I guess, with the street cred of now teaching and why we have grown such a big company also in a kind of a short amount of time too, um, just because of the expertise that it, it exists to help people. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know that's it's one of those things that, you know, I try to work on teaching people is always be exit planning. Yeah. To have that picture down the road, because especially in the in-home industry, there's, um, I don't know if it is a lack of confidence in what you have built and, and understanding that you can up-level your business and the steps you need to take to have something that is truly valuable and sellable. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a struggle. A lot of people do just let it go or say, mm -hmm. ah, you know, I know another pet sitter and, and they'll take over my clients. And, oh yeah. You know, when, especially if you've spent years or even decades building something, yeah. you, know, you, you can of course transition that over and make it strong and make it valuable. Uh, it just takes that education. Mm -hmm. So that's something we can both contribute to the industry is, is really working with people to understand like, we, we can build something of value to community, to ourselves. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a great retirement plan whenever you have something, something built that's working great for everyone. So now, of course, you, you said you started Pet Boss Nation and then you sold your doggy daycare. What, yes. were, what were the years in there? So I, let's see, Pet Boss Nation started at the very beginning of 2017. Okay. And I, sold my doggy daycare, uh, in 2020 at the very beginning, a week, <laughs> again, I was like born under a lucky star. I sold the doggy daycare a week before our state was shut down, um, with the pandemic and it was considered non-essential. I, I was really, I really, really lucked out. So in January of 2020, we had already picked March 5th as the date to close. Wow. And then we signed the paper. I think at the time we were signing, everyone was like, what is, what's going on? Why, yeah. why are people panically buying masks? Like we didn't understand, but the deal was done and they wanted to move forward. And then a week later, yeah, they were closed. But, um, so how are yeah. they doing? I mean, yeah. I have to ask how <laughs> they're actually how doing really that? well. Yeah. They're actually yeah. doing now. It was, I'm sure very hard, but what, what, um, and thinking about your exit, right? Your business becomes more valuable the less that you're in it. Mm -hmm. And I had um, gotten the, the doggy daycare to a point where it operated day to day without me. And and those there were three years of building Pet Boss Nation when I still had my doggy daycare. I ended up moving about 45 minutes away from my doggy daycare and then was traveling all the time for trade shows or to see clients with Pet Boss Nation. And I would check in daily with my managers at my daycare. I mean, I, I was always available, but I physically would go almost six to eight weeks sometimes without ever being there. Um, yes. So it could operate. I, I didn't do any of the hiring or the um, firing or any of that kind of stuff anymore. Client relation issues that were all handled by the team. And so when you can get your business to the point where it can run without you, bigger companies who can pay more money for your business. Those are the ones who would be more interested in buying your business. Mm -hmm. And so fortunately for this company and the pandemic, I mean, I'm sure it was very hard for them, but I was uh, location number 40 in an acquisition of theirs. So they had plenty of cash to kind of ride through yes, that yes. pandemic. Yeah. So, that's true. but that happened. Same thing with the, the, my other sales. I mean, that's kind of like, we just got it to the point where some of some businesses, um, not even just in pet, but you can grow your revenue so high that your business valuation is pretty high. But is there somebody in the market willing to pay that price for it versus what it would cost them to just start their own? You know, so uh, you have to think about all those things. But anyway, that, that could be a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely true. But I, I know that, you know, especially with the in-home space, when you don't have your brick and mortar, you don't, yeah. you don't have that like tangible value. You're dealing yeah. with just a lot of conversation of goodwill. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your tangibles are, you know, your, your systems, your tangibles yeah. are, yeah. if you're, if your trademark, your reputation yeah. or um, your Google, my business listing. Yeah. Right. You know, that's, right. that's where your value is. And, and then, like you said, the most important value is, how much are you actually in the job? Does it work yeah. as its own functioning unit separate of you or do you have to be there? 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, most people that are wanting to truly invest are not looking to invest in a job. They job, want, yeah, they don't want to. <laughs> they want like passive to passive income, yeah. you know, possibly semi-passive income. So that's, yeah. that's where you start hitting that value. And clearly you did, and you can speak to all of your people on that. Definitely. Um, so now Pet Boss Nation is, um, it is open again. Is it in July? Yes. Yeah, so we open our membership for the Pet Boss Club a well, few sorry. times a year. You know, it's fine. Pet Boss Nation is our company. Yes. Uh, and it can be confusing. Even our own clients get confused. So Pet Boss Nation is the company. Pet Boss Club is our membership. But I had learned that even our clients, people just call us Pet Boss. So we ended up trademarking just Pet Boss because oh. everybody was calling us that. But that's really the differences between each thing. And so, yeah, the, the membership, the Pet Boss Club opens only a couple times a year. Um, and our next opening will be in July. We'll be kicking things off with a, uh, a workshop for people to attend. Um, details about all of that can be found at petboss.com or uh, on our social media when we when we start rolling that out closer too. But um, yeah, we have we have that. We also have a, I have a podcast as well that I'd love for anyone to listen to the Boss Your Business podcast. And we just launched a YouTube channel with some wow. uh, great little videos. And we have our blog and yeah, just trying to, you know, I make, we're making all this content to share with the world, just trying to put it out in all the places. <laughs> so. so what, um, I mean, of course you created Pet Boss Nation. Was it right away um, a place where you had content and you were doing memberships is, or has that kind of evolved? How did you, how did you get into like this digital creation and content space and, yeah. and sharing through all the tech developments, honestly, that we've had? Sure. So in the very beginning, I started just with one-on-one -on -one business coaching and it was going to be under a totally, it was under a different brand, my pet parent brand actually. And I went to a trade show and you know I exhibited at the booth as a business coach and I was blown away at how many people were interested in either giving me their information or wanting and needing support. And it really showed me that there just wasn't there weren't still enough resources out there to support like in the niche of the pet industry. Right. And so many people had felt like they had spent years doing this work and now what is it all worth or what are they doing with it? Or why can't they seem to get out of this cash flow situation? You know, there was so much pain actually. Right. Then, and, and I thought, Oh my gosh, I can't possibly help as many people when I'm working one-on-one. -on -one. And right. it just so happened. I went to another conference that was about, membership models, subscription-based businesses, and thought, oh, I could create a group coaching program around this topic. So that's really where I made a big shift of knowing I wanted to create some sort of e-learning, virtual learning, people pay month to month, and it would probably be, you know, have the, a portal co component to it. But I knew I needed to build a list. I didn't have any, nobody knew who I was. <laughs> I had to start collecting leads. So I had the leads from that trade show, but that's really when we opened up the free Facebook group for the pet industry, um, the pet boss Facebook group. And I did start to run some ads initially. I didn't spend very much money, but I would run ads to, to raise awareness about the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And then I would collect emails from people to come into the Facebook group. And I got to be honest, it took, I mean, probably six months of just engaging in that group and trying to help people connect. And I shared some tips, but I hid, I didn't, I was afraid to sell the stuff. I had built this course. Yeah. I'd built, I'm not even course. I think I had started building my platform. I was ready to do my launch, my founding member launch. And I was scared to death to talk about it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, another coach that, that I, that I had in a previous podcast and she she newly launched and it was it was in a webinar and I could see it. I could feel it because I've been there. And immediately right afterwards, I sent her an email and I'm like, congratulations, you did it. <laughs> it's because we we all feel that way. It's like, yeah. is anybody going to like I'm gonna, it? Is going to buy this? I was like, yeah. am, I, am I the posture syndrome of like, who am I to be yeah. talking to people? Yes. Like, yes. Horrible. I think I but I did. I think I sold, it might've been six, <laughs> which was good. I was like, okay, I sold six. I did but five. I mean, we're like right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, but I had hundreds, maybe even a thousand people in that Facebook group. And I'd already built my email list pretty big, but I, so I was a little disappointed and I only sold six, but I had no, I mean, I wasn't disappointed because I knew I didn't, I didn't do it right. But, and then I invited like six more people for free just because I needed enough people in my group <laughs> to, yeah. to like, you know, be part of this membership. And then even then it did feel very, it was hard. It felt very like, it, again, Q and A's are people coming. I mean, it was really quiet. It was I talked to myself on yeah, several. Yeah, <laughs> so it's hard. <laughs> it was hard. And then, you know, and then I thought, okay, well, I need to find a partner. So we found, I found like a strategic partner, not, not so much a partner in my business, but I was like, who else has a list and who else can validate me in a sense? And so I went to an, a, a relationship I'd had for a very long time in the pet industry um, who had my ideal client. And, um, they agreed to kind of co-host a webinar with me and email all their people. And so I couldn't believe it. We had, I think 500 people register for the webinar. I was blown away by that. I think 300 people show up live and then I couldn't get my slides to work because I had never done a webinar. (laughs) So then I had to have my, you know, my, um, I just had to carry it through and I pitched and we did sell. We sold, we sold a bunch on that actually. Yeah. They got a good deal. And so then I felt like, Oh, okay. I did it again. It built that confidence. Okay. I did it again. I sold some things and, and then people started talking about us and they liked the content we were creating. And, and, um, and so then, then, then I felt like we had some traction and some social proof, but um, to, to go back to answer your question about, did we have content or not? I mean, actually in the beginning it was, um, I painted that vision of what I was creating and I said, if people want to come along, you get a better price right now, but we're going to build it together. I will release this content once a month and the stuff we create will go into the archives for future people to see. And so it's crazy to think that was five years ago (laughs) and now we have so much stuff, um, that we can pull from, but, but now, now it's, now it looks different. We are, cause now we are like a content company and it, it just, looks different than it did in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, five years of content, that's a huge amount of value. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, July is the next time you're going to be opening. And yeah. of course, I know I've seen your, you know, things on Facebook and everything. So you do all your advertising, you put lots of information in your, uh, you know, Pet Boss Nation page. And so, you know, definitely people want to get attached to that page as soon as possible to follow along because there's great ideas and a lot of sharing in there too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's it's kind of cool how you because um, you got a way earlier start than I did, how you kind of tiptoed into a lot of the kind of early phases of, you know, doing memberships, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that, that education type of membership, mm-hmm. which exploded during the pandemic. So yeah. I'm sure you had a lot of extra involvement that you did within your group just to be able to support your community through that. Yeah, yeah. We were all trying to figure out how yeah. to support each yeah. other through it. Uh, but the good thing is the pet industry was quite supportive through yes. that. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. That's that's pretty cool. So um, I'm going to go into a little something else because I kind of thought this was cool. I ended up writing you in for a specific day as to when this podcast was going to be released. And what do you know? You mentioned this earlier. You are having a baby. This little little man's name is Carmine. And the surprise of, of course, this episode airs the day that he is supposed to be born. So, yay! Hi, Carmine. Listen to this from the hospital, right? Yeah, exactly. Podcast from the hospital and say, yeah, you know, from then to now, it's amazing. It's just you know a couple weeks away. Yeah. one of the the big things, especially in the in-home industry, is uh, I'd have to say I don't know the percentages, but a predominant number of us are women-owned businesses, mm-hmm. and you know we carry quite a load. And one of those things is, of course, try to do the the momin and biz at the same time. So you are getting ready to enter that space. Mm-hmm. And yes. congratulations for you. Thank you. Um, definitely, it is going to be amazing. I've got four kiddos myself. But, you know, I'd love for you to kind of share with the listeners how you have really prepared for this. I know you have already put a lot into it because I've seen little bits here and there that you have said, but share with everybody how you've prepared yourself, how you've prepared your business for this special time in your life as you grow your own family. 
Yeah, it's been it's been very interesting, and I think um, w- one of the biggest reasons I'm I'm going to be able to take a true maternity leave and try to step away from being the face of the business and also the operations of the business is the team that I have in place and the support that I have there. And uh, we did have to hire some more support that may have been missing uh, when I truly started looking at what is it that I'm doing in the business? How am I spending my time? Um, Some of that additional support might be as an employee or a paid person, or it's even friends of mine in the industry who are going to step in and, um, and help out during this time. So, so we really getting the support that we needed is is the number one thing. And then at that point, it's been uh, documenting systems and processes uh, so that there is an easy to follow guide for the team, right? To know what to do. So many things actually, I didn't, I didn't realize it until I started focusing on this, but so many things were still all in my own mind and brain. And I just had, had been doing them habitually for so long. I didn't realize it wasn't documented anywhere. (laughs) So this is the crazy thing is you educate people about systems and processes and document everything. And then you had to go back and do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I haven't done that. I did that all for my my business. I I love that. (laughs) I think we had done it. I had done it at times with Pet Boss, but I... Things evolve, you know, things evolve and change. And you're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Or we don't sell that thing anymore. Or it's called something different now. And, and, or even Facebook, right? We're all all online. So like there might be nuances of the different platforms and the instructions that have changed or we switch software. And so little things like that. But um, so I, an advice that was given to me by the mastermind that I'm in, because I recently, well, I guess when it was it, back in September, we had our in-person like mastermind meetup. And we do things called hot seats where, you know, so you get to ask a question to the group. And I said, I'm, I want to take a maternity leave. How do I do that? What do I need to do? And it was great because the room was full of moms and I mean, even dad, a lot of dads. And they were like, well, this is what you got to do. And one of the best things of advice they gave me was to make one journal, like grab a journal that I like and make it my oh crap journal. <laughs> and it was only for the things over the next few months that was like every time I had a realization that I was the only one in my company who did this thing, it was the, oh crap, I got to find someone to handle this for me (laughs) kind of thing. So I started a list and I kept it near me. And then I started meeting every week with uh, my operations manager and we would go through my notebook. We would go through anything she was aware of. And we started outlining everything that needed to be documented and taken off my plate. Um, and actually now at the time of this recording next week, we start my, um, phasing out of anything, um, to do with the business so that they have a few weeks of trying it without me there, but me still being there if they have questions, (laughs) getting support. So, yeah. So, uh, that was a big thing. And, And now, at that point, though, to actually step away, I've brought in other um, thought leaders in the in the space. We've got some very successful business owners who are coming in to, to coach and do trainings and live Q&As with our members, which is normally something I had been doing. Um, and, and what's interesting is that this they're excited about these people and it's an interesting idea. And I'm like, well, I had done this. I did do this like in the first year or two of Pet Boss. I was like, we actually did bring in guest experts all the time and I got away from it. I think during the pandemic and just jumped in full speed as me coaching and creating content. But what's interesting about the baby coming now is it's like, Oh yeah, I could, I still can build a business that doesn't need necessarily need to rely on me as much as I had been inserting myself in. Uh-huh. And so it'll be really interesting what the second half of the year can look like once I have baby Carmine and, I might not want to come back as much as I was. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We'll, yeah. have to see. well, that's just so interesting because you have developed this personal business. You yeah. Know, it's a personal brand have, in a sense. And but it's I'm, totally a personal brand. Yeah. And, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> and it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, I mean, you've got the community to support it now. Of, yeah. You know, amazing people and just the entire what it has been built up to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love that you were talking in there about, you know, all these things that you have to do. And even though right now you're in that digital space, education space, it's just whatever business needs to do. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, mic drop on the Oh Crap Journal. I think <laughs> yeah. that's probably going to be like every single thing I have about this podcast. Yeah. Oh Crap that, Journal. And, and something else they told me that I feel like, again, it doesn't matter if you're taking a maternity leave or if a family member gets sick and you have to be in the hospital with them or you get sick and you go into the hospital. But the two-factor authentications on your phones. So if it's whatever software you have to get into, Gmail, Stripe, any of those platforms, if they need a code sent to your phone and you are not available <laughs> to get it unlocked for whoever on your team is supporting you, then you know you need to figure that out too. So that was another one. I was like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> All the time I get dinged and I have my manager going, you should have just gotten a code. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and you, see yes. it, you always see it like an hour later. You're like, Crap, I sorry. know. Can it's you like, send it again? Let me know when you're going to do something. Yeah. So I'll yeah. know to watch for you. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's that's great. So, um, yeah, everyone, no matter what business you are in, you need an oh crap journal yep. right now. <laughs> you need to start writing those things down. So, you know, if nothing else, you're writing out your systems. Um, and you're starting to plan in the future for what kind of positions you're going to need as you grow. Yep. You know, it's all about it's all about that growth plan that we have. So, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds like you have set some pretty, pretty strategic boundaries for, you know, coming up over the like the summer into the fall. Um, mm hmm. I mean, you're yeah. taking like a, a disconnect kind of maternity leave. Yeah, know? they, I mean, we're, we're trying, we're like, I just sent the email yesterday that on this day, you, I will not, I said, I will not insert myself. I will not respond to the Facebook groups. I will not do this. I will not do that. I still will do. And I was like, this is what I'm doing over the next four weeks. And then um, I'm here for you. But, and I told the team, your go-to person is this person, my operations manager. And if she can't answer your questions, then, you know, it's a great learning opportunity for her too. So we've got these four weeks of this is the plan. And then I gave them my date, my date of, um, which is about four days, four or five days before the C-section is the I'm done. I'm I'm off at this point. I'm I'm not going to be I'm available. <laughs> I'm like blackout dates, so I'm going to put my own blackout dates on the calendar of like probably two weeks or three weeks. I'm not sure yet, but they know. Then then the plan is is that um, for probably 45 days is that I'm I am going to meet probably twice a week for a 30 minute phone call with my operations manager and she, so the whole team knows to send anything they can't deal with to her. And if she can't give them a decision and it's not time sensitive, she'll bring it to our 30 minute meeting and then she can, and we will review that there and then she can go back to the team and handle it. If it's not time sensitive, it's time sensitive. She certainly is, has been with us now long enough and I trust her. She'll make, um, a great decision. But you know what I've learned in business too, is even if she doesn't make the right decision, it's okay. Everything's figure outable. Well, you know, we can, we can solve it. And, um, or she can, of course, reach, she can send me a text. It's not like I'm, you know, not available, but, um, we've at least outlined the guidelines of what, what is a priority and what wouldn't be a priority. Yeah. And then after about that, probably about 45, 60 days, I'm going to start meeting with the team again a couple days, maybe one day a week, because I'll have to figure out who's, you know, the childcare and timing of right, things. Right, right. And we're doing Zooms like this and, um, or not even Zoom, we're not using Zoom, but like um, doing interviews or podcasts or just meetings and trainings. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't mind if I had Carmine with me, but what if he's not behaving? <laughs> he's not like a dog, you know, I can't just. Because they're not the always quiet when you want them to be. Yeah, that's just not probably going to work, I don't think. So So it'll be interesting to see then. And I, I come back um, May. The point is in May to be working at least one and a half days a week, testing it out. And then back in June, um, kind of, again, as the face and reconnecting with our members and the community and then we will open doors again to the club in july so that's the plan for now but who knows yeah. the things will stay in the plan it, it's it's written out there and that's the important part is there is some structure yeah. and thought put into it there's and, yeah and yeah and that you're creating those boundaries um yeah. it would be embarrassing to talk about how i dealt with my first three children because i was active in the business then um I actually had a, another pet business at that point and uh, I didn't have those boundaries set. Yeah. And, and, and I that, honestly don't think, I mean, if I hadn't even asked that question, 
or had enough people in my life who've had, who have had kids now they're like, you know, you're, you're not going to be as involved as, you know, this other thing is going to be taking a lot of your time and attention. You're not going to you know be available. So I've had a lot of outside input into that's good. What this is. So that has really helped me realize that I need to, I do need to find some support. And, and, and fortunately we are in a, a financial position. We can do that. You know, I know that not everyone can, they still have to, you know, strap on the baby three, three weeks later and go walk some dogs. I get it. I mean, you know, yeah, that was me here. I did yeah. that. I had the backpack carrier and I'd go in somebody's yep. house and I, you know, it was the hiking one. So yeah. it had a little kickstand yep. on it. I, you know, flop one on the counter, take it off, start yeah. things like that. And I, and if I had my stores, the same thing, I'd be like, they're, they're, they'd be at the store with me. We'd have, play 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 set up. We'd have I mean, it's going to be, it would be no different. Uh, you know, I just have, a, I've built a different business at this point now in my yeah. life, but um, yeah, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, the important lesson about that though, is that you are pre-planning, that you're creating yeah. those boundaries. It's, you know, with the, with the industry, uh, the in-home industry, it's very difficult for people to even schedule vacations, uh, yeah. not even mentioning an actual maternity leave. So right. it's right. Really taking a step back and looking at what those non-negotiables are in your life. Yeah. Structuring that ahead of time, making plans and creating those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I asked you that off the cuff and I wasn't expecting like, okay, day one to day 45, we're doing this. <laughs> day 45 to day 60, we're doing this. So it does, it does help that my team, I'm a true visionary and I am a last minute person. And it does help though that every single person on my team, they are deadline and project-based oriented. And so this is really just for, this is really for them. <laughs> <laughs> But what the end result is that it helps me. It helps me. And they, they've helped me grow a lot. They helped, they helped me grow a lot. <laughs> I love it. You have got so much exciting coming up. I mean, you know, with Carmine coming and then a launch after that, yeah. you've got a year planned out, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll come in tow to a trade show. I know that our clients are already asking if he'll be at Super Zoo in Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, oh maybe six months. I don't know. We'll see if I can... Hauled lot. it across the country. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a lot. But boy, I can tell you at that point, they're just so cute and chewy. Yeah. You don't want to let them go. Yeah, true. <laughs> I've got spring conferences coming up. I have a two-year-old. I'm like, eh, I'm going to be gone for so long. So, yeah. you know, but that's that's the joy of being a mama. Being a yeah. mama in a mom and biz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. I know everyone is going to love this. Again, I'll go ahead and uh, drop in the show notes how to get a hold of you. But Facebook, uh, you do have, what is the actual website itself? Petboss.com. Pet Just petboss.com. Oh. Yep. Dang. Good URL. Thanks. <laughs> whole nother conversation, right? Yes, it is a whole story. <laughs> An expensive story. <laughs> oh, no, you did one of those. I know. Yeah. I've been tempted a few times, but. Yep. Petboss.com. Right. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, we'll thanks for sure. having me. This has been so much fun. I love connecting. I know. It is great. I think we've got a whole lot of similar things going on these days. So it's been wonderful. I know everybody is going to enjoy this a lot. And uh, good luck with everything. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?